Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story today is technology news. This is from BGR.com, which I had never visited before this week, <laughs> <laughs> but seemed cool. Um, and the headline is, scientists have invented a material that gets thicker as you stretch it. Hold on. <laughs> what? Yeah, just think about that for a second. It gets thicker instead of thinner when you stretch it out. Okay. <laughs> Can you elaborate? Sure. So <laughs> researchers led by Dr. Devesh Mystery of the University of Leeds invented a new synthetic material that gets thicker as it's being stretched. The material, which is described in detail in a new paper published in Nature Communications is one of few that exhibit, quote, auxetic properties, which means that they expand instead of contracting when tugged on from different directions. The, like, the molecular structure of the material yeah. somehow reorganizes itself in a way that makes it actually expand in response to, like, tensile stress. <laughs> that is so bizarre. I don't it's understand just hard to, why like, that's wrap possible. My mind. Like I'm picturing like a tug of war and like the rope just keeps getting like fatter as they stretch it. That's kind of Is that like the idea? I mean not yeah, that obvious like not exactly yeah, if, a rope. If we sim- if we simplify it down and we're thinking of a rope, I would imagine that it doesn't like when you apply stress, it gets thicker and doesn't actually get like longer. Okay. It's not okay. like it's getting longer and thicker. I think it's just like so it's expanding like orthogonal to the direction that it's being stretched. I believe so. That's how I've imagined it in my mind to make sense. So instead of getting bigger, it's not like the way it's... you're stretching it, it's getting bigger the way you're not stretching it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Well, because it's not like this is breaking my mind. Some... <laughs> yeah, I I know it's very weird. I wish there was like some type of video, but there's not. So. Oh. <laughs> You have to just kind of imagine the material, which the researchers describe as a quote, non-porous liquid crystal elastomer, which wow, <laughs> that's a really long name, becomes thicker on a molecular level as it's being stretched. That's just another way of saying what they already said. I still don't really, this makes it <laughs> extremely good at absorbing energy since unlike traditional materials like rubber or even steel, it doesn't get weaker as it's stretched. So like, that's kind of the point of like the, the purpose of these types of materials is that they don't like their strength doesn't like reduce as they're getting this like yeah. stress put on them. Basically. Um, this is a quote. Augsetics are also great at energy absorption and resisting fracture. Dr. Mystery said in a statement, there may be many potential applications for materials with these properties, including body armor, architecture and medical equipment. We have already submitted a patent and are talking to industry about the next steps. Dr. Mystery boasts that the material is a really exciting discovery, but admitted that it's still a long way from being adopted into applications. More work will need to be done to test the limits of the synthetic auxetic material, but the team seems very optimistic that it will have many uses. Huh. Isn't that weird? It's hard to, it's hard to think of what you could use it for when I can't even figure out, like I can't make my mind picture what it would do. Because, like, the closest so, I'm getting is, like, a party popper where you, like, pull it <laughs> and it, like, expands in the middle. But that's not it's this. 
So, okay, so when they said body armor, like, that made me think of, like, okay, imagine if you had a material that, like, if, like, a bullet hits it, instead of getting really thin at that spot, it actually, like... It would almost, like, repel it in a way. Yeah, like, it doesn't... It would bounce it back. Yeah. Huh. Like, it's, like, it expands out instead of, like just getting thin and stretching at that spot. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like that's kind of I mean, what I thought yeah, of when they said body it does, armor. It just, oh my gosh. It's just, just the, 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 it's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, that's one of those things that just makes you like question everything. Like <laughs> It's like, oh, so my fundamental understanding of the world is completely wrong. Yeah. Pretty cool. much. Um, <laughs> and I kind of want to know more of like the science and how this works, like the physics, the molecular physics of it, but like, no, yeah, they I'm, did not go into that detail. And like, I don't know that at this point. I'm really curious. I wish there was a video. I wish there was a video or something. <laughs> there was just a photo that didn't really show anything. Cause it was just a photo. <laughs> yeah. That's of not like, when the, a piece when of the material whole, and like a tweezers. Well, the whole thing you're like, bragging about is how it moves. <laughs> then a yeah. photo is not going to do a lot. <laughs> right. So maybe if there's any updates on that, I'll share that in the Please. future. I'm, I'm dying to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My first story is entertainment news. This comes from USA Today. YouTube's top earner is a seven-year-old who made $22 million playing with toys. <gasps> what? <laughs> what? That is, that is so much That is money. the correct reaction to a seven-year-old what? having over $20 million. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know, it makes you question oh. what you're doing with your time. <laughs> I know. Um, so Forbes just released its highest paid YouTube stars of 2018 list. The list is packed with video makers who made millions by entertaining followers with gaming skills, pranks, makeup tutorials, and merchandise reviews. Um, but they were led by a seven-year-old boy named Ryan who earned $22 million last year for uploading YouTube videos of him playing with toys. Um, his channel is called Ryan uh, Space Toys Review, uh, and it made its way to the top with... Uh, his channel, which has 17.3 million subscribers. You know what? I think I might have heard of this. I feel like my mom told me about this. Um, yeah, I wonder. Because I think she heard about it and she's like, did you know that someone uploads a picture of their kid just playing with toys and has like millions of people watching the videos? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've heard. It might have been this. So it's it was launched in 2015 and the like the parents refused to use his last name, which I think is good. For, yeah, for, like, I, I think that's good. Um, but his his entire formula is him opening a toy, which could include uh, dinosaur action figures, Legos, Disney toys, and more. Uh, he explains its features while he's playing with it, and then he uploads a video, and that's how he's made his fortune. <laughs> when this is this is great. When asked about his success in an NBC interview, Ryan said, "I'm entertaining and I'm funny." <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret, kids. <laughs> Hey, he's well, entertaining, he's funny, and he's confident. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Um, so about $21 million of his $22 million comes from pre-roll advertising on his channels, uh, Forbes reported. So as the views mount, and Ryan has more than anyone else's on Forbes' list, uh, so do the automated ad dollars. So just those those ads that play at the beginning of the videos, mm. just the more views you have, the more you get. Yeah, um, that makes re- sense. The rest of the money comes from sponsored posts, which um, is a bigger source of income for a lot of other YouTube stars, but Ryan's audience is mostly children, (laughs) so he doesn't have a lot of sponsored posts because his audience doesn't really have any money. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that makes it almost more impressive because well, he's just making it from views alone. So is his audience like parents that are looking at toys to get for their kids? It might be that, but it might also That's be parents like first. like showing their kids like toy. Oh. I don't know. Which seems kind of weird because I think it would just make the kid want the toy more. I guess yeah, that's like your goal. I, I don't know. Like when you first were describing it, my first thought was parents watch this and see, like, oh, does that look like a toy that would fit for my kids or whatever? That's yeah. like that was my first reaction. But yeah, they seem to think that most of his audience is kids. <laughs> Interesting. Which, yeah, I guess it's kind of like how people our age will watch people play video games. Maybe it's the same with toys. <laughs> it's just like. Oh, le- I don't it's have a that, but, play, but like, with, <laughs> with like a physical, physically physical. Let's wow. play. Wow, um, interesting. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan also has his own line of collectibles, which I don't think was factored into this. Um, his twenty-two million dollars, so he huh. has even more money. Uh, they're under the brand name Ryan's World, um, and actually, <laughs> this is very narrow. But do you remember when we were at Target and we saw all those toys with that same kid on them? Wait, yeah, that was that was him. <laughs> Because I, I looked up the brand and it was like all those toys with like this kid making the same face on all of them. <laughs> that was the same kid. Yeah. yeah. We were like, why do all of these have the same kid on the box? Or whatever <laughs> Turns out that was, that right. was Ryan. <laughs> okay. So all right. now we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. But man, that that is insane. That kid is set for life. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He could never work and he would be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very mind-blowing. Yeah. Very mind-blowing. Um, kind of upsetting. Because, like, it is, because, you know... Like, good for him, the... obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. But... I'm not, like... When we say upsetting, I'm assuming we mean, like, wow, could I have done something yes, like I... that? <laughs> could I have uploaded my, like, a video of myself reviewing, like, silverware or something <laughs> and become, like... Anthony's silverware reviews and just it's been so random. You just open up silverware <laughs> and just eat stuff with it. Like, actually, wait. Now that I, I said mean, that, there's this whole community of people that just eat in videos. Did yeah, you know this? Well, yeah, like live streaming themselves eating. Yeah, yeah. I've never really watched it, but I know of. I have that. no interest in that because I I don't like watching people eat. Oh, I assume exactly these. The, yeah, okay. I assume these people don't like chew with their mouths open, which would be disgusting. But no. <laughs> But yeah, like, what is the the I purpose just, of what? Are you like enjoying the food through them somehow? Again, I guess like, it's just kind of like a let's play, but with eating, right? Like, well, but watching somebody that, like, else enjoy something—if I don't know—but you're kind of experiencing it at the same time as that person when you watch a let's play, right? That's how I would explain it anyway, because I watch let's plays, so it's like watching somebody play a game over their shoulder, whereas like watching yeah, somebody eat is like, like what? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same type of thing. But... <laughs> I don't know, you know, teach their own. Yeah. Hey, do what you want with your time as long as you're not hurting anyone. Right. Right. Okay, my next story is science news. And this is from smithsonianmag.com. Ooh. And the headline is, Lonesome George, the giant tortoise's DNA reveals cancer-fighting and longevity genes. Oh. Have you ever heard of Lonesome George? I have the heard giant of Lonesome tortoise? George. He's giant and he's lonesome. And he died, actually. Well, he he's as in he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he passed away in 2012 at the age of 100 in a conservation facility in the Galapagos Islands. But while the beloved giant tortoise and his species might 
be gone, it turns out he's still got a lot to teach us. Researchers have published George's genome, which reveals that these tortoises have specialized genes for longevity, immune response, and cancer resistance that other vertebrate animals do not possess. Like, they've actually identified certain ones that fit those categories in there. Um, To understand George's genetics, an international team sequenced the tortoise's DNA, as well as the DNA of a less famous but still um, extant. Do you know what that word means? I don't know that word. Still exists. Okay, thank you. As in not extinct. Oh, it's the opposite of extinct. Mm -hmm. It's extant. Did not know that word. Okay, I learned a new word. Um, still extant species of giant tortoise uh, found in the Seychelles Islands. Oh, I think it's called, it's like the Seychelles. Seychelles. I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Uh, the team then compared the tortoise genomes to a wide range of other animal species to see what makes these shelled reptiles special. And the results appear in the journal Nature, Ecology, and Evolution. Um, so the team found that the genes that have been linked to longevity in humans were also found in the tortoises. So it was like the same gene, actually. Um, and that those genes had undergone positive selection, meaning environmental pressures favored tortoises with genes for longer life. Hmm. They also looked at many genes associated with the immune system and found that the reptiles had duplications not found in the human genome. And they also discovered tumor-suppressing genes, um, genes related to DNA repair, and genes that help stave off oxidative stress, which causes some age-related problems. So, like, basically they found all of these things that, like, one of them on their own probably wouldn't really lead to longer life, but the combination of all of them they think is leading to, or led to why though that species lived so long. Wow. Um, and they were able to actually, like, identify those in there, and they're still doing some more research, but I just thought that was really cool. That's really um, fascinating. I was, I mean, I was thinking in my head, like, wow, why doesn't every like animal why doesn't every like vertebrate have these genes why wouldn't those be selected for but a lot of them wouldn't really have value until the uh, creature was past like its sexual prime so like at that point natural selection doesn't really kick in right so that's (laughs) that That was what was going through my head while you're talking about it um it is interesting, like, why some species evolved. It's, like, literally genes to keep you alive more. And you would think, like, natural selection would select for that. But yeah, if, but if it's past your you, normal yeah. reproductive time, then, like, it doesn't what does affect it, it. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's fa- yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Like, they, look, what I've took from this is that they they know of certain genes that cause certain things, and they were able to successfully see those in these tortoises, too, which, like, just are like adding to the support of like, yeah, those genes definitely like have these effects. It's yeah. It's so. a, no, it's cool that like traits like that are, we can point to things in the genome that are the reason these things are living forever. Mm-hmm. Well, not forever, but we know about lonesome George. So, oh, yes. Fine. But very long time, hundred years. It's very yeah, long. That's a long time. Yeah. My next story, uh, to continue this theme kind of is animal news. This comes from Atlas Obscura. Uh, the mysterious phenomenon of seals with eels in their noses. <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird. And that it's... brought a really weird picture into my mind. So, Well, I'll show you an actual really weird picture. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I actually um, want to see it. This is so weird. But first... <laughs> Uh, so earlier this week, the Hawaiian monk seal research program posted a picture depicting an unfortunate young seal with an eel in its nose. 
surprisingly, this is not the first time the researchers have encountered a seal in this situation. <laughs> um, so Hawaiian monk seals uh, are an endangered species, and this research program is part of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Uh, they follow six main monk seal subpopulations studying their health, diet, po population demographics, and ecology, um, with the aim of minimizing threats to them and helping the small populations survive and thrive. Um, but because they're observing these creatures so often, this is not the first time that they've found a seal in this situation. About two years ago, another seal was found with about four inches of an eel hanging out of its nostril. <laughs> So, so weird. The team was worried about the potential danger to the seal because it was wheezing a little bit, and if it dove deep or tried to swim, the nose eel, <laughs> they, <laughs> they used the term nose eel in the article, uh, might have created a passageway for water to enter the seal's lungs because of the, the fact that it was lodged in there. Um, oh. So the team spent about, it was only took about 45 seconds for them to remove what turned out to be a two-foot-long eel. Remember, four inches oh. of it was sticking out, so there was a lot more inside. Um and they were able to they were able to remove it in about forty five seconds, and they did the same thing for the more recent um, eel that was in this seal's nose. Um, they're not quite sure why this keeps happening. Um, the researchers say they've only observed the phenomenon in the last few years after decades of watching these seals. So it's, it seems like it's happening more recently for some reason. They're not sure why. Um, one theory is that they may end up in the seal's nostrils while they're nosing around crevices and rocks and coral reefs for food. Um, so they just like happen to nose something, and it just panics and goes up their nose um or the seal was swallowing the eel and had to regurgitate it which would be the monk seal version of snorting milk out your nose <laughs> <laughs> so they're literally eating the seal oh. and then like snort it out on Ew. accident um but uh yeah so i'm gonna show you the picture now okay it's it's something it's a thing it's extant <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Oh, that looks like a snake. Like what? Yeah. It's a very thin eel. It's not like a moray. <laughs> I don't think that would fit. Oh, that looks so uncomfortable for the seal. I feel bad for the seal. But they got it out. Okay. <laughs> the caption for the photo is, why? How? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so somehow seals are getting eels in their noses. We don't know why. Um... Uh, luckily, these people are keeping an eye on the seals so they can help them in these situations. Yeah, I guess that's very good. Okay, my next story is entertainment news. <laughs> this one is one of those really those short ones that the headline just made me really laugh. Um, it's from <laughs> Fox News. And the headline is, Southwest Airlines employee performs stripper-like routine during safety demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's so good. Um, a Southwest Airlines flight attendant spiced things up before a recent flight from Chicago to Omaha by performing a burlesque-inspired routine during the pre-flight safety routine. Wearing a flotation device around his neck, the crew member was filmed seductively slinking down the wall and then stomping down the aisle while another crew member relayed emergency information via the intercom. And they say the tactic likely worked, too. Bethany Breens, the 20-year-old passenger who filmed the whole thing, said it was also probably the first time she paid attention to the pre-flight <laughs> announcements. <laughs> 
Southwest did not elaborate on the crew member's delivery, but Fox News in a statement, or they told Fox News in a statement that attendants are encouraged to have fun and be hospitable. Yeah. So um, there are actually two videos because there's like some pictures from this one, but then someone submitted like the same flight attendant doing it another time or something. Yeah. They took a video of the entire routine so you can watch it. It's really funny. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you're going to put something like that together, might as well, might as well take it on the road. Yeah. Well, to the sky. Well, he like, yeah, he just like does all these like movements and is like <laughs> acting all like with like the, the life vest and stuff. And I like <laughs> putting it like on and off. And so it's just like really, really funny. It's really funny. When you first said it, I just pictured them taking like the example seatbelt and just be like, Ooh, ah, that, like he does that too. Like, <laughs> yeah, he does that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad that he and I were on the same really wavelength with that yeah. one. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's worth a watch. It's very humorous. I will, I will have to look that up. Side note. I really like Southwest airlines. I've like flown on them a lot. Yeah. And this episode not brought to you by Southwest. Yeah, that's gonna say we are we are not sponsored by them even a little bit. The employees of like tend to be very kind of like like fun like that. Like they do stuff like that. Like they they, seem a lot happier than other airlines. They like make a lot of like jokes and like the captain will like say a lot of like lighthearted things over the intercom and stuff like. I've just noticed that with yeah. them, the people that work for them. So I, I wasn't surprised. I th- that yeah, this I feel was like this them. isn't the first time I've seen a story where like their flight attendants have had some fun with it. So. Yeah, so I think that's cool. I don't no, know. I'm, I'm excited to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Okay. My third story is health news. I guess it could also be considered food news if you want. Okay. Um, this is from the New York Post. Uh, eat more than f- six French fries and risk your life, expert says. Um, <laughs> kind of a I misleading headline. You. I don't uh, believe you, whoever wrote that headline. But, but uh, <laughs> as the article puts it, nobody needs an expert to tell us that French fries are unhealthy. <laughs> but Professor Eric Rim at the t- that the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health is trying to ruin them for us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says there's really no healthy amount of French fries to have. Um, he calls fries a, quote, starch bomb, <laughs> but he suggests that you eat just six fries at once if you get a craving for them um, as a serving Interesting. size. Okay. So potatoes, especially those fried in oil, have been linked to obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. A study published uh, last year in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that those who ate fried potatoes two to three times a week uh, were at a higher risk of mortality than those who ate their potatoes in other ways. So, Two to three times a week, like, yeah. fr- like fries? Fried potatoes. Yeah, fries or somehow well, fried somehow potatoes. Somehow fried potatoes, I guess. Yeah. But normally it's fries, right? Yeah. Unless you're making like Which I imagine like a lot of people who go to, who get fast food often, that's probably two to three times a week isn't that uncommon. Probably not. Not Yeah. yeah. Uh, according to data from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, each of us consumes nearly, wait, According to data from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, each of us consumes nearly 116 pounds of white potatoes every year. Each of us? A single person, 116 pounds? Yeah. I guess that's not that unreasonable. I, I think I could see that. If Well, if you're eating fries twice a week. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. that just seems high to me. Um, but they that say two-thirds th- two of those are uh, usually fried, frozen, or processed in various ways such as french fries Mm -hmm. um so yeah apparently you're just not supposed to eat any of them uh twitter naturally had a lot of reactions and i thought there were 
some good ones. <laughs> um, someone said, nobody in human history has stopped at six French fries. <laughs> 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 Which, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. I, that's definitely, almost definitely true. Yeah. Um, unless they, like, died after six. Uh, somebody said, I don't need this kind of negativity in my life. <laughs> Hashtag give me all the fries. <laughs> and uh, one person who identified themselves as a server said, uh, I can guarantee there'd be violence if we changed our serving size to six French fries. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah, that is a really small amount. It's a really tiny amount. And they pointed is that out. even one potato? That's probably not even one potatoes. Like, I mean, French fries also vary wildly in style. Yeah. So, but they're probably talking like I'd imagine like a like good standard, one. not not like a standard ones, fast like... food French fry, like a McDonald's or a Burger. Oh, King. really? You think probably like... not? Those aren't. I wouldn't consider those shoestring. I right? the McDonald's ones. They're pretty thin. They're pretty thin, but they're not. I thought shoestring was thinner. Oh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I would have... But I, I'm I thinking know. of like... I don't know what the cutoff like is. The, yeah, what, what is the threshold, <laughs> volume threshold for shoestring fries we versus go from regular fries? We go fries. shoestring, regular, steak. <laughs> is there something between regular and steak? Well, I'm trying to think where waffle would fall. Because that's a, that's a different style entirely. Yeah, that's just a different... Because, okay, just, there's shoestring, yeah. regular, mm-hmm. steak, right. curly... What about home fries? Would you count those home in there? Because those are those are technically fried. They're just chunks yeah. of potato. Yeah, you would count that. Hmm. Hash browns. We said waffle fries. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's one more thing. I mean, tater tots. Tater tots. Yeah. I, I mean, they're processed. Yeah, they're processed. Yeah. I want to. I want to count them as fries. I feel like they're a much different preparation, but they are fried. They are fried potatoes. Yeah. So they're close. Yeah, if the category is fried potatoes, then for for sure. <laughs> I just like I don't know. I don't they're know. They're not if I w- fries. They're not fries. Right. You're okay. Right. You're right. I, I was gonna say I don't know. I don't want to have to argue this. Well, hash browns also isn't fries then. Yeah, I wouldn't consider those fries. Either. I would say those are close to the tater tots, honestly. <laughs> 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 Consistency wise. Oh, this was fun. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the spectrum of fried potatoes. Never thought about that before. Yeah. Now we have. It's cool. <laughs> don't, t- don't eat too many or you'll die. But uh, any of those, I think six would be not a lot. Right. It would not like, be. I think six steak fries is like, mm, okay, fine. That's still really small, but like, fine. But any of the other ones I feel like would be. Yeah. If anyone offered yeah. me fries, like I feel like six is like the least I would take. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it that way, like it, they're like, I'm not going to eat all these fries. You want some? I'd be like six. <laughs> <laughs> Give me six of them, yeah, <laughs> at least. <laughs> um, so the fact that that's a serving size is like mm. that's upsetting. Yeah. I'm so, upset. I'm going to continue but. doing what I've done for my entire life and not think about it and keep eating them all. Me too. Cool. All right. It's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up news stories that were just posted today or just happened today, and we read them to you on the fly. Ready. Set. Go. Go. Okay. The story I found is from the New York Times. And the headline is 500-year-old skeleton found in London with thigh-high boots. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So 
Um, the article starts, Britain's fishing or scavenging in the River Thames. Is that how you pronounce that? I think it's the the, t- the Thames. Thames? <laughs> I'm like, that's not how you pronounce that. <laughs> that's how it's spelled. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't know how to pronounce things. <laughs> Today's been really hard. <laughs> I just hope that I'm the, like the, saying the correct thing and I'm not I'm just like, correcting you think... to something wrong. <laughs> no, that's no, it's definitely right. the teams. <laughs> it's definitely the times. Um, okay, we'll go with Thames. We'll go with Thames. The River Thames in central London um, are a rare sight these days, but in medieval times, that river was teeming with workers toiling along its banks. This 500 year old skeleton of a man believed to be among them, has been found buried in layers of river mud in southeast London, offering a glimpse of a bygone era. Perhaps most intriguing, what remained of his legs was discovered in a pair of thigh-high leather boots, unusual even for his time. Specialists say the man could have been a fisherman, a dock worker, or a mudlark, a scavenger who hunted for objects of value by the river. Glad they defined that. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, that's, I don't know what that is. Um... Quote, by studying the boots, we've been able to gain a fascinating glimpse into the daily life of a man who lived as many as 500 years ago, Beth Richardson, a specialist with MOLA Headland, said in a statement. The boots would have been useful for treading knee-deep in the sticky mud of the Thames. They were not fancy, lacking heels or buckles, Miss Richardson told the Guardian. We never find high boots like this. They are always shoes or ankle boots, she said. High boots are just not very common throughout medieval times. So, like, apparently the boots are just really rare. Huh. So. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess nowadays we have waders and stuff. So they've just gotten higher, right? You know what waders are? Yes. Okay. I'm just laughing <laughs> that I'm thinking of that being called boots. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> They're kind of like but yeah, boots, but though. They're, like, waterproof. and Yeah, like, with, like, yeah. a, the waist part of it also covered, right? Right. Yeah. So you can go a little. Yeah, so it just gets you could so go that, a little deeper than essentially. This guy they think that that's what he was using them for, um, but that type of shoe was just not really a thing. Yeah, he just had then. probably just so, had them custom made or made them probably, himself or something. Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's pretty genius. It's like interesting that they're like more excited about the boots than like the skeleton <laughs> itself. So <Right. laughs> five hundred year old skeleton, <laughs> but have you seen his boots? Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, yeah, medieval skeleton. Medieval boots. All right. Um, my breaking news story comes from UPI. Uh, it's been a while since we've uh, had a uh, story in this category, but the headline is, Deputies Chase Bears Out of California Home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we had a bear story. That's right, bear news, folks. Um, so deputies responding to a break-in at a California home arrived to find a mother bear and her cub ransacking the house <gasps> for snacks. Uh, sorry, I don't know why I got, that made that made it seem scary when it was like, oh, there was a cub and a mom bear. Like, ooh. oh yeah, no, they were just they were looking for food. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, when the deputies arrived, the bears were still enjoying their snacks, according to the sheriff's office. <laughs> uh, they were urged out of the house and sent on their way with a stern warning. <laughs> 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 so I guess they were able to just chase them out. Yeah. Um, the sheriff's office shared photos of the mess left behind by the animals and. It's pretty. It's it's quite a mess. Ooh, oh, they left no. a lot of stuff. Yeah, all over the ground, and it looks like they might have also kind of destroyed the cabinets. Yeah, did they like punch through one of those cabinets? It does look that way. Yeah. Oh. Um, 
the uh, office, the sheriff's office also mentioned that bears are on the hunt for food right now to prepare for hibernation. Yeah. So you got to remember that, please. And they said, please remember to secure your residence doors, windows, and cars because if they can smell food, they will come for it. Yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah. Hungry bears. Well, I'm glad no one was hurt or anything. Oh yeah, no, it was, it was all good. Altogether, pretty uneventful, but it does look like there was some property damage. But the bears are okay. Everyone else is okay. That's good. Just, just That's some, good. just some hungry bears. Hungry. Hung, hungry bears. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Sorry. Hungry bears. <laughs> All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever other podcast app you want to use. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at, at knickknacknews. And if you want some merch, you heard of merch, right? It's like shirts and stuff. Yeah. You can go to bit.ly forward slash KKN shop. And that should take you there. I think it's all capital KKN and then lowercase shop. That should work. Nice. Try it. <laughs> you can also find a link to it on uh, our website at knickknacknews.com. Consider getting it as a gift for someone. Oh, yeah. It's that time of year. Mm-hmm. I bet somebody would love some Knickknack News merch. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Hungry bales. Hungry bales. Hungry bales. Hungry bales.